And joining us for the news briefing in the studio is Choi Mira. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. So let's just expand upon what we just talked about in the opening here because it really was a pretty significant political event. Yoon Seok-yeol and his resignation. So we are expected to see some downstream effect in terms of how it affects the political scene because he is considered right now and probably to the dismay of many um him or People Power Party um, officials still as the most viable opposition mm-hmm. candidate for the presidency so far. Uh, as we know, he's kind of being seen as a symbol of being against the government, especially mm-hmm. with prosecutorial reform. So let's start things off first with the political reaction. Uh, how did they all respond among the various political parties? Uh, as we expected, the ruling Democratic Party is vehemently criticizing his abrupt resignation as being politi- politically motivated, while the opposition side is ramping up its attack on the Moon Jae-in administration and pledging a joint effort with Yoon to rise against the government. The ruling DP spokesperson Ho Young said during a briefing session yesterday that Yoon uh, ditched the value of being the public's uh, prosecution and criticized that Although Yoon said he's not loyal to any person, uh, his loyalties were with a powerful organization that is the prosecution, Mm -hmm. and that he disguised this as being just. He told reporters after the briefing that Yoon showed his incompetence and irresponsibility by failing to reform the prosecution that has conducted targeted investigations to start up divisions of the public. DP spokesperson Choi Ino said in his Facebook post that Yoon has put his sincerity, sincerity not on the prosecution but on the politics. Prime Minister Jung Se-kyun said he is very sorry for Yoon's resignation. And DP lawmaker Hong Young-pyo said uh, Yoon is quitting his term for political purposes, betraying uh, President Moon's efforts to help him finish his tenure. On the other hand, PPP interim leader Kim Jong-in said that although President Moon had once called Yoon as the prosecutor general of the Moon Jae-in government, it turned out he's not. PPP floor leader Chu Ho-young said the party will join efforts with Yoon to safeguard the nation's constitution and rule of law. People's Party leader An Chol-su said in his Facebook post that it's time for the public to fight against the injustice if the government doesn't stop its recklessness despite Yoon's resignation. So maybe the expected reaction, the ruling party mm-hmm. is going to basically say, and I think the, the feeling for a lot of the ruling party Um, representatives is bye, basically, (laughs) right? Don't let the door hit you on your way out. Mm. I think a lot of them had wanted him to leave for quite a while. The timing, again, is interesting. And again, I guess there would be a concern how politically powerful he could potentially be. The opposition side now, of course, officially on the surface, will have to say, you're on our team because you're against the Moon Jae-in government. So we support you. Let's hold hands. Let's be uh, together uh, with this. And that's why you saw that reaction from the PPP with Kim Jong-in and uh, Chu Ho-young. And it looks like um, An Chasu, maybe even more appropriately, could be sort of the uh, key teammate, so to speak, of Yoon Seok-yeol because he's not part of that main opposition party, which uh, Yoon Seok-yeol also is not. Mm. And so they could so, so again, form that third wave or third zone of politics together. Now, for the PPP, on the public surface, they are saying all the nice things about Yoon Seok-yeol. Oh, great, you know, you, you are a warrior against the Moon government and uh, we want to have you on our team. But they've, they've got to be a little bit upset because 
what was supposed to be yesterday probably 100% focused, at least politically, on mm. the Seoul mayoral race. And this very shock win by Oh Se-hoon over Na Hyung-won has been completely overshadowed. Nobody's talking about that right yeah. now. We should talk about it, at least, <laughs> because it was still a big surprise. So the main opposition, PPP, did pick their mayoral candidate. And almost everybody, if you asked what your opinion is, unless you're sort of an insider in, in the um, PPP um, side where you kind of know what's going on, Uh, most people would have thought Na Kyung-won is going to win. She's got more popularity. She's got more name recognition, even though Oh Se-hoon is a former mayor. And she's got that support base from the far-right extreme conservatives. Plus, she's a woman, which gave her the k a s a n j a m right? Yeah. The, the, the bonus points mm-hmm. for being a candidate as a female. She lost. And now it looks like it's going to be Oh Se-hoon, and we'll talk about that later, and An Che-su figuring out how to combine the candidacies. Uh, give us the rundown. What exactly happened here? Uh, the two candidates, uh, former PPP floor leader Na Kyung-won and former Seoul mayor Oh Se-un, were the front runners in the primary race, uh, with Na was slightly ahead of Oh in public opinion polls. But unlike uh, many people's expectations, it was Oh Se-un, not Na Kyung-won, who won the PPP's ticket for by-election. The PPP conducted a public opinion poll for two days for the primary, and Oh won nearly 42% of vote, beating Na, who gained around 36%. Maybe his strategy to emphasize his central right position seems to have worked well, as opposed to Na, who has a reputation of a hardline conservative. In his acceptance speech, Oh said he was feeling guilty for the past 10 years for having failed to finish his term as Seoul mayor and promised to win back the post that he resigned from. But a thorny road lies ahead for the the opposition bloc to fill the single candidate to avoid a split in votes from conservative supporters. Oh expressed his firm firm willingness to consolidate candidacy to run against the ruling DP's candidate Park Yong-san. And following Oh's victory, An Chol-soo said he hopes to meet Oh as soon as possible to discuss ways to strengthen constructive cooperation. Meanwhile, Park Kyung-jun, a former chief presidential secretary for political affairs under former President Lee Myung-bak, won the primary for the Busan mayoral by-election by gaining a landslide support of more than 50% in the party's survey. Right. So a lot of people are wondering, uh, how did Oh Se-hoon pull this off? Because mm-hmm. he had a very difficult beginning to this campaign. Uh, if you recall, he started the campaign basically saying, hey, An Chol-su, if you say you're going to come to the party, I'm not going to run. But if mm-hmm, you don't come yeah. into the party, I'm going to run. And so <laughs> just either decide to run or don't run. And so that was a weird thing. And then he had that whole VIP fiasco, yeah. which was uh, kind of, again, indicative that oh, this guy might be a little bit too old-fashioned mm-hmm. or kind of out of the... out of touch with mainstream to, to be um, a, a viable candidate now. But he still beat um, Na g y o n g w o n You mentioned how he is appealing more to the center of the party or the center of the voting public, not too extreme right wing. Mm. And so uh, perhaps that helped him out with Na g y o n g w o n being much more considered kind of harsh and uh, right wing conservative. Plus, because it was open primary, um, that meant it wasn't just the party insiders who were voting, which you would have expected Um, Na would have the favoritism, mm-hmm. but it was the wider public, and that negative perception of Na Kyung Won seemed to be kind of a decisive factor, despite her advantage as yeah. the female candidate and her reputation as being sort of maybe not the most positive person, uh, kind of hurt her in the end. So that's going to be 
the drama now because Osehun and Anchosu are both sort of having a similar lane, right? They they kind of appeal to the same group mm-hmm. of people, those centrist people. So the question is, who is going to appeal more to that extreme right wing that they need to win the election? And then second of all, who is more competitive against Park Young-sun mm-hmm. uh, with, with the uh, polling results right now? Right now, the assumption is Anchosu is the person who has mm-hmm. the advantage there. But again... We never expected that Osehun would be the one that would be doing this. That's so right. it's not necessarily the, the best thing for the ruling party because now they have two uh, candidates that are more centrist rather than extreme right wing and it's harder to attack the positions. And Park Yong-sun also is sort of centrist as well. Mm. So it's a bit of a complicated picture as to how you're going to cobble together that coalition of voters mm-hmm. to, to be able to win the election. But it's going to be uh, fascinating, interesting. Once again, though, overshadowed by <laughs> what Yoon suk <laughs> decided to do. So... That's where we stand with the uh, mayoral race. Let's get an update on COVID-19. It has been about a week since we've uh, started the inoculation program, the nation- uh, nationwide rollout for vaccines. Seems like it's going uh, smoothly so far. We're getting the daily tally of how many people getting in, um, uh, injected. And then, you know, the, they report the minor side effects that have been going on. Um, Infections-wise, though, we are still stubbornly getting the daily new infections mm-hmm. of three to 400 per day. Uh, what was yesterday's number? Yeah, unfortunately, the new virus cases stay in the 400 range for the second consecutive day yesterday mm-hmm. when the KDCA confirmed 424 more COVID-19 cases, including 401 local infections, taking the total to 91,240. The country added seven more deaths, raising the death toll to 1,619. And as of 9 9 p.m. yesterday, the number of new cases reached 381, 23 more than the same time the previous day. Well, the numbers hopefully will start to go down, and we might still be a little bit ways off. But if, if you look at the situation in the U.S., I think you could feel a little sense of optimism because they were suffering from... Huge, huge mm-hmm. numbers, 250,000, 300,000 of yeah. new infections per day. Once they have started their uh, inoculation program, and although they're still in the early stages as well, they have seen a pretty dramatic drop mm-hmm. in new infections. And so hopefully, relatively speaking, we're, of course, much, 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 much uh, less severe in terms of our case count. But uh, hopefully we can also follow that same pattern. That being said, uh, what is going on with vaccinations. Um, Give us an update, please. Sure. The health authorities have inoculated a total of 154,421 people as of yesterday, with 151,679 given AstraZeneca shot and 2,742 a Pfizer shot. They have reported 718 cases of side effects after vaccinations, with most of them showing mild symptoms such as fever and headache. There were three more cases of deaths after vaccination yesterday, and health authorities said whether there is a causal relationship between the vaccinations and the deaths is being investigated. There have been a total of seven cases uh, showing similar symptoms to anaphylaxis, a serious allergic reaction to immunization, but health officials said none of them were, uh, uh, were found to have an actual causal relationship with vaccination. Yeah, and so we mentioned this yesterday. Uh, as more and more people get inoculated, we're what, at, you, t- you said 150-some thousand uh, um, in- inoculations so far, mm. 
that number, once it gets into the millions, you're gonna, it's inevitable. You're going to see cases of, as you say, more side effects. Um, you're going to see cases of incidental deaths where no causality has been established yet, but we'll, they will investigate, certainly, um, to make sure. And then these um, cases of symptoms of anaphylaxis, which, of course, would be the severe reaction to uh, getting this vaccine shot. But again, I have to establish the causality, and we'll have mm-hmm. to see. But these numbers are going to keep growing and growing. The key is not to panic. And unless the the health authorities from the government actually say there is something, you know, that we need to be worried about and be concerned about, um, we should keep the media reporting, kind of take that with a grain of salt because there is going to be a lot of sort of fear-mongering going on. Again, the opposition, you would hope that Despite the political differences, the key is to get the country healthy. And so we can kind of try to set aside whether you're conservative or progressive and try to Mm -hmm. agree that let's get a mass inoculation program going safely and effectively and uh, get to herd immunity. Uh, That doesn't seem to be the case with some people uh, who want to politicize this. One major development yesterday is that the Blue House did announce that President Moon Jae-in will indeed be getting his vaccine shot. And he has decided that he will take the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is very key because a lot of people keep misleading people Mm -hmm. about AstraZeneca. If the president is seen taking the AstraZeneca vaccine, that should send a signal that, again, don't be so picky and choosy. I'd rather have Pfizer. I'd rather have Moderna. Mm -hmm. If you get the AstraZeneca vaccine, you'll know that it's good enough for the president. And it looks like he's going to be getting that uh, probably no later than April, right? I think is the the schedule. So uh, that's where we stand so far in vaccinations. Let's turn to another. This is a big controversy. The anger is growing um, greater and greater. And we still don't know the full extent to how corrupt things have become. But public fury is growing over where we see some employees of LH or Korea Land and Housing Corporation. Uh, they've been accused of uh, real estate speculation on land in Gwangmyeong and Xing, as we know, recently designated as the latest Newtown uh, developments. How did they do that? Well, they were employees there, so they had access to insider information and able to purchase mm-hmm. land before the government announcement was made. Uh, this has now resulted in the land minister, Pyeong chang making a public apology. That's right. Uh, Minister of Land, Infrastructure and Transport Pyeong chang said during a briefing yesterday that he sincerely apologizes for the situation. He pledged a comprehensive investigation not only on the employees of the land ministry and public companies such as LH, but also their family members, including grandparents, parents, children, and grandchildren. He said the ministry and related departments will conduct joint investigations on suspected uh, speculative land deals on the new town areas. If they are found guilty, they can be punished according to the current law. He also said he's really sorry for losing public trust and vowed to hold thorough investigations and impose penalties on people who have found guilty to prevent similar incidents from occurring again. The government's latest housing supply project will proceed as planned, but it will follow a strict scrutiny and verification, Pyeon said. And the ministry will investigate all the eight areas designated as new town or large-scale residential areas. Right, and they should do so, and they should find who has been indeed Mm -hmm. engaged in speculating. And it is a situation that is too bad for everybody involved, including the LH employees. A lot of them are innocent, and they're going to be feeling 
Why am mm, I being picked yeah. on? And so they're, and their family members, grandparents, oh, yeah. children, all of them are going to feel, man, why, why are we being picked on? Because mm-hmm. we just happen to be related to an LH employee. Again, unfortunate, but you got to do this because uh, you, you can't allow this to stand, especially with real estate being such a contentious That's issue right. in this country that you got to get down to the bottom of it. And it does not help when you have some employee of LH making some online posting, complaining <laughs> about why is it wrong to, you know, invest in real estate just because you're an mm-hmm. LH employee. You know, we understand that you can have an anger about maybe I'm innocent and I'm just investigate, uh, investing in real estate and mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with speculation. However, you know, now is not the time. You got to just chill, <laughs> lay, lay low and uh, let the kind of like the furor die down mm-hmm. and then maybe kind of uh, voice your opinions on this. But uh, certainly very unfortunate situation and definitely have to get to the bottom and punish those who certainly have uh, been Uh, responsible for speculation. Let's talk economics now here, Mita. Data came out yesterday showing that consumer prices rose pretty sharply last month. That's right. According to the data released by Statistics Korea yesterday, the country's consumer price index rose 1.1% in February compared with the same month a year ago. It was the fastest gain in one year, and the inflation was boosted by a sharp rise in prices of agriculture, livestock and fisheries products, which increased by 16.2%, the fastest increase in 10 years. Agricultural products prices grew more than 21% from a year earlier, the sharpest gain since January 2011. Prices of eggs jumped 41.7% as supply fell short due to the outbreak of bird flu, and demand increased around the Lunar New Year holiday. Statistics Korea official Aun Sun said prices have been on an upward trend due to the short supply caused by poor harvest following the long monsoon season and frequent typhoons. On top of that, last month, February had additional demand because of the Lunar New Year holiday, which was driving the prices even further. And housing prices also grew by 0.9%, the fastest pace since August 2018. To break break it down, prices of Cheonsae rose 1.2%, and monthly rent also increased 0.5%. Yeah, and you feel it because uh, those numbers that you're indicating where the prices have gone up certainly have been kind of very much apparent to people like us because we've seen the housing prices Mm. go like crazy. So we understand that. And you mentioned all of the factors with uh, agricultural products. Just, you know, I think everybody has a story where my kids, for example, really like um, paprika and cucumbers. And so, you know, you want them to eat vegetables. You want to buy them a lot Mm -hmm. of paprika and cucumbers. Those are so expensive now. It's like 5,000 won for two of these uh, little paprikas. And so, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Mm -hmm. And you hope that there's some price stability. Uh, But we do fear inflation, which we've talked about previously on this show. And uh, we'll keep our eyes on that for sure. One more story to go over, Mira. China kicked off its annual two sessions yesterday, and they're going to try to figure out the country's policy direction for the next year. That's right. China officially entered the annual two sessions yesterday, as known colloquially, as the country's top political advisory body, Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, or CPPCC, kicked off. The top legislative body, National People's Congress, NPC, will begin to 
today. The country is set to release the 14th five-year plan and long-term socioeconomic policy goals through 2035 at the dual meetings. Specific development targets have not been confirmed, but the goal to build China into socialist modern power will be suggested, according to Global Times, the country's English media. This year marks the 100th uh, anniversary of China's Communist Party, so these two sessions hold more significant meaning than other times in determining long-term economic and social policy directions. The main focus is President Xi Jinping's extended leadership and the 14th five-year plan. The country abolished the constitution that limits the term of president, so she uh, is now poised to rule the country indefinitely, and there seems to be no clear successor candidate to him as of now. The two sessions is expected to emphasize Xi's past achievements as president at the meetings, as he earlier boasted that the country's 100 million farmers have escaped poverty as the government has succeeded in its poverty reduction project. The policy agenda is expected to include some goals to enhance its economic independence, and it will also unveil its economic targets and budget, including GDP target. Right, and I'm sure we'll get some analysis on that next week. For now, uh, we will have to say goodbye. Mira, as always, thank you very much. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you in the new season. Thank you.